What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, and we got a ton of stuff that we want to get to. Most of it is regarding what happened yesterday around the Super Bowl. Obviously, we'll get to all of it. So stick with us. Hey, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. If you are looking for a place to play cards, that's it. That, that's it. It's simple, man. Just a place to play cards. Blackjack, poker, pie gal. That's what's going on in the casino side. It's just table games. On the other side, it's Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, which is known as Sammy's Restaurant and Bar inside Seven Mile Casino. It's a small place where you go to play cards and have a great lunch, dinner, brunch on the weekends. And it's no frills, meaning, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful place. It's smoke-free. The view of Chula Vista is amazing. Only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. But when I say no frills, no giant concert hall, not 10,000 slot machines, okay? I'm talking about just a place to go have fun, to play cards, and have a great lunch, dinner, brunch on the weekends. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And if you are a great friend and you are out there looking to play, or maybe even you don't want to play. You just want to go to Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, which is Sammy's restaurant bar inside the casino. Do it. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, shout out to our friends at Tory Holistics. Okay, we're in the middle of February now, and our promo code is FLOWERS23. So whether you're going to Tory Holistics in uh, Sorrento Valley, or if you're going south to Tory Holistics, which is California Holistics, down in Chula Vista, there are a lot of places around San Diego County to get cannabis products. If you're driving around and you're listening on 1090, you will hear ads for other places. The company that works directly with our show is Tory Holistics, and you save 20% by using our promo code FLOWERS23. So whether it's for sleep, whether it's for pain, whether it's for recreation, Tory Holistics up north, California Holistics down south, and you save 20% by using our promo code FLOWERS23. Hey, to our friends at Penske San Diego, I love what you guys do. PenskeSanDiego.com is the website, PenskeSanDiego.com. 12 dealerships, nine brands, over a thousand vehicles in stock, and they make your buying experience fast, easy, and frankly, it's a lot of fun. It's a whole new way to buy a car. You're on their website. You're looking at all the different dealerships and the different products. You tell the dealership, hey, I'm coming. These are the three or four cars I'm most interested in. They'll have them sitting there and lined up for you so you can get there, test drive, and make it all happen really fast. A whole new way to buy a vehicle, Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. Lastly, hey, our friends at iThrive, iThrive MD. Alex has lost nearly 40 pounds with iThrive. You're going to save $200 a month for the first three months. Then it jumps up. So get in. Get your blood work done. Make sure you're eligible for a product like this. And by the way, if you want to learn more about it, go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on iThrive. You'll learn all about iThrive Lean. You can lose weight without changing your lifestyle, without changing your exercise routine. Things will happen for you when you are on this product. And as we've seen, Alex has lost, like I said, nearly 40 pounds. iThrive MD, 858-240-1497 is the phone number. Call them. Make it happen. Do a beautiful thing. Lose weight with iThrive. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. 
Hey, Monday, we're just getting onto the airwaves of 1090, onto the stream of YouTube, all the audio podcast platforms, and tonight we'll be on television. So let me just say this. What an incredible Super Bowl we saw last night. And I'm talking start to finish. You know, from the very beginning of this game where both teams come out firing to before halftime where you think Mahomes is hurt and done and out to the halftime show with Rihanna, which I thought was lit. That's a that's a cool term that my kids use. Also, I mean, getting into the fourth quarter and is is a game really going to end on a what I'll call a ticky-tack kind of penalty like that? Uh, all the way through the postgame, and I'm sure everybody was watching the commercials, the entire package was incredible. Even when Kansas City had the eight-point lead, and Philadelphia drove the ball down the field. And somehow, I don't even know how, Jalen Hurts squirted through to get that two-point conversion and tie the game. It was an amazing game. And look, I know a lot of people are already out there today chatting about should a game end on a penalty or should refs call a penalty like that at that stage of a game? We'll get to all of that. Believe me, we're going to get, we're all over it today. We're, we're going to be wall-to-wall Super Bowl. So hang with us because we're going to have a great day yet again in the Seven Mile Casino Studios with Grande and what should be the brown man today. But don't even get me started on the brown man. So the good news is brown man out (laughs) and Jason Lawhead is in. So on the day after the Super Bowl, Jay Law, give me like opening impressions to what you saw yesterday. You hate to see it end. You hate to see it end like that. You just do. That's my opening impression. Great game. I just felt like that's a call in a regular season game that they're going to let us see the end of that game go the other way. You know, if they if they call that to just milk that thing down at the end, and I get it. Look, the Chiefs outplayed them in the second half. You know, great. I would have, but I, I would have rather seen the Eagles have a chance to go down there and try to tie the game or win the game. And I think that it was just ticky tack. So. Bittersweet, because as a football fan with nobody really invested in that, I felt like, man, and walked away from the TV. That's how I felt. <laughs> That's how I felt. Grande, uh, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Good to see you, pal. Um, what What's your opening thought on what you saw yesterday? Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was the Game of Thrones of Super Bowls. It was amazing. Everything about it was fantastic. Visually amazing everything you wanted from a game and it ended with a whimper and everybody's pissed off at the way it ended. I mean, it was everything that we wanted. And the one thing that I said, I wanted on Friday, Scott, you remember the one thing I said, I don't want the refs to be a story. That's all I want. And here we are. And you know what? I'm on the ref side. And I'll, I, I don't, I think that's a penalty at any point of the game. It just so happened. That it happened. It was the game deciding moment. And yeah. that leaves a sour taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah. But it was the right call. It's the right call 10 out of 10 times. The Eagles player said it was the right call. He held Juju multiple times on one play. It sucks that it happened in that moment. It sucks because we were having such a classic, instant, instant classic Super Bowl. And we wanted Jalen Hurts to have the chance to go back and tie the game or lead the Eagles to a game-winning drive because it was that kind of game. Mm-hmm. And we just never got to see it. But it was the right call. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. Um, I know I, at the time I tweeted, refs suck. And it's <laughs> it's not because it was the wrong call. 
Right. It's just because exactly as you just said it, so many of us were, again, remember, I'm not a Philly fan. I'm not a Kansas City fan. I really don't care who won. I just wanted an entertaining game. We got that. But as somebody who loves the game, what I wanted, and this is the selfish part, and I think I'm I'm not alone in this. I think all fans feel this way today, unless you're a Kansas City fan. I think everybody wanted to see what could happen if Kansas City was forced to kick a field goal. Because remember, it was third and eight when they called the penalty. So um, if they kick the field goal there, now Jalen Hurts gets the ball back, and we see if Philadelphia can tie it or win it in the last second. So it's more of like a selfish fan thing than it is being like a bitter Philly fan. But look, was it the right call? Yeah. Were but, there calls missed during the game? Of course there were calls missed. Where I disagree when you say it's a it's a penalty 10 out of 10 times. It is a penalty, but how many times are things worse than that not being called in a lot of games throughout the season where that play just gets, you know, stopped on and fourth down and it's a field goal? That's where I think the fans go, come on, man. Like, I've seen so much worse not get flagged when they've shown replays and, and my team had to punt or that's how we felt like we lost a game one time. Like, so that ticky tack, like you have to have situational awareness as a referee and you have to go, look, the Eagles stopped these guys on third down. I'm not throwing that flag. That, that, that's, that is not, they did not gain an advantage in that route ultimately that I can see that the chiefs are just going to score because of that ticky tack. And that's what it was. I just went and said, the, I didn't say the refs sucked. I just said ticky-tack call and the refs just end the game like that. I just felt like situational awareness as a referee goes, we're playing on, man. There's a minute 49. It's going to be a three-point game or Butker misses this. And who knows what happens after that? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think that's what surprised everybody is that it got it's the Super Bowl. There's under two minutes to go. It's a tie ball game. It's probably considered an uncatchable ball unless you make the argument that if if Juju Smith-Schuster is not held, by the way, twice, I mean, it's not like such an obvious hold that you're like, okay, listen, there's nothing we can all say about it. We got to just let it go. I mean, the first part of it is the right hand, and the second part of it is the left hand. But and could, could he have made the catch if he never was was slowed down? Don't know. Don't know for sure. But that's kind of the argument on the other side. Is it is it a penalty? I would say by rule, yeah. But given where in the game and when in the game, I, listen, the kid who, who who had the penalty after the game is in the locker room. You talk about stand up. Jeez, I mean, this, I this kid is like, yeah, it's a penalty. It's just that I didn't think they would call it at that time of the game. And, and it wasn't like so obvious where he grabbed him and tackled him and put him down or just completely held on him. He thought that he was doing enough to slow him down, but not have the referees call a flag. Alex, can you play? What's this young man's name? The, the kid who's the defensive back. James from Bradbury. What, what's his name? James Bradbury. So here he is. Here's the, the video of it. Ticky tack. I agree. Yes. How much but progress see, the is does that it angle really improve? Before, before you guys keep going on it. From that angle, from the Chiefs' offensive side of the ball, that angle, you miss the full jersey pool from the defensive side where the ref is at. The ref yeah. is behind. The ref is facing Juju to the back of Bradbury. There is a blatant jersey pool right away. Right away. 
And that's what he called. He didn't call the other stuff. He pulled his jersey. It was a terrible angle. We only got one wow. quick angle of it. But if you see a still photo, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. He literally pulled the jersey right away. And that's the angle that the ref had. So yeah, it doesn't help. You guys no know doubt. I'm not going to defend refs no ever. Doubt. It, it but it was help. like, but how long angle. was he on that jersey? Like how long? You know, how long was he on that jersey in real time? Not a freeze frame a picture. And you know, yes, you see it. That's the problem. You see it. But I did I, from what everything I've seen from the time that route starts, he never really impedes his progress and takes a, an advantage away from. And, he, and, and Mahomes throws the ball up out in the corner of the end zone where nobody can catch it because he's going to go, well, are you going to throw that? Because, I mean, we're punting anyway. So I'm throwing this ball, and I'm just firing it down in the deep corner where nobody's at. And you got to, you know, you got to throw it. And and so, yeah, the Chiefs, that's why I took the Chiefs to win this game. I said there's a 100 reasons to take the Eagles, and there's one reason to take the Chiefs, and that's yeah. the guy that won the game. Yep, that's right. I mean, listen, Patrick Mahomes – Take nothing. We'll get back to the penalty call in a second here because I know that's the big controversy today. But Patrick Mahomes, I, I said this to you guys last week. I was rooting for Philly. I, I thought it would be a great story if Philly wins. You know, second year head coach, young quarterback. Um, th there's just a lot of good storylines to the to the Eagles. But my heart was saying pick Philly, and my head was saying, how do you beat Kansas City? You can never count Mahomes out. Mahomes has elevated, in my opinion, to like, I know this is going to sound crazy. Mahomes has elevated to Michael Jordan status, to Kobe Bryant status, to, to guys who find ways to will their teams to wins. I mean, when he got hurt, if you go to the end of the first half, I think the score was 21-14 at the time, and you see Mahomes out in space running around and he gets tackled by a Philly defender and he comes up and he's limping. And then the camera catches his face. And you're like, there's a minute 33 to go. And this is now going to be fourth down. And he gets up and he's limping off the field. And his face, they show his face and he's in agonizing pain. Or so we all think, right? Then they show him on the bench and he's sitting there with the head athletic trainer mentioned this guy's name last week. His name's Rick Burkholder. I've known Rick for 30 plus years. It was at his wedding. Uh, he was, you know, our guy when I was back in college. He happened to be our athletic trainer. He's sitting on the bench next to Mahomes. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but Mahomes is literally has his head on my boy Rick's shoulder. He, he's not like outwardly crying, but you could only imagine what the conversation is in that moment. Like it's been two weeks. Actually, it's been longer than that. It's been three weeks since he got hurt because he got hurt in the divisional round against Jacksonville and he played on it in the AFC championship game. And now he's had the two weeks in between the championship game and the Super Bowl. And we talked, he, is he going to get better? Maybe a little bit, but if you get him right, he's going to get hurt again. And he's sitting there on the bench with his head on Burke Holder's shoulder. And you're, here's what I was thinking. They're done. Cause he, he, he will come back. He will try to play. He will not be effective because of that ankle. And they're done. And this is what I was thinking going into halftime. And then late in that game, when he had to scramble, I mean, he may not have been 100%, and he may not have been running with, with everything he could have, but he, he was running on all heart, you know? I said this to my friend last night who was here. I was like, listen, the MVP of the game is not Patrick Mahomes. It is the trainer that injected him 
with a beautiful cocktail of whatever drugs they gave him at halftime because that dude looked fresh as hell when he came out in the second half. I don't think he looked that good all playoffs than he did in the second half. And there was a story that in the AFC Championship game, he did not take an injection to help with the pain. That was the big story that he just refused to do it. And I think in this moment, you know, you go, you varsity blues this thing and you're like, hit me, let's go. Cause there's no way I'm not going to play the second half of this game. There's no way I'm going to miss this Super Bowl. So inject me with whatever you got to inject me and I'll figure it out in the off season because there is no next week and I'm not missing this game. So go for it. So your boy MVP <laughs> and I'm not making a joke. I genuinely think whatever the trainers yeah. did yeah. is the reason the chiefs your, won. Your well, boy and the dude from Buffalo should start a business and just be like, look, it's a million dollars a game to have us on the sideline <laughs> right, right now. Right, right. You go into cardiac arrest. This is my special. Hey, you have yeah, a busted ankle. I shoot yeah. up a cocktail or whatever. Tomorrow, we're we're tomorrow on the sidelines together. It's a million each for us to be together on a sideline. Who's paying us? Because then Demar Hamlin and the entire Bill staff was recognized before the game, right? Your boy needs to be recognized at the parade. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes needs to give yeah. him a shout out. Patrick Mahomes needs to be like this guy right here. Like Kevin Durant with his mom, you the real MVP. Yeah, you the real MVP because that was a. Listen, I'm just assuming, but there's no way they didn't inject him with something, right? Of course, and he looked great. I mean, he, he looked. The, I just was. I, I was looking at video this morning. They keep showing him walk like limping off the field, and his face says, "I'm in agonizing pain." You know, not like, ooh, that hurt a little bit. I'm in agonizing pain, and they show him sitting on the bench like. With his head on the trainer's shoulder, like I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to continue. Do something, help me. It was. I really. I'm telling you guys. I really thought he was done. Um, it's not that I didn't think he would play. It's that I didn't think he could play. You know. And and then what happens? We're watching this video right now. So there's my boy Rick to his right. Oh. Wow. And he's got his hand on his shoulder. And watch this. If this thing continues, look at that. Oh, wow. I mean, they show, and, and what Fox did was Fox. Okay. So he, they show Mahomes on the bench with his head on my boy Burkholder's shoulder. The orthopedic doctor is right in front of Mahomes. And then Fox immediately cuts away to get back to the action, which is a punt. Me, I'm like, yo, I want to keep the cameras on Mahomes. I don't care about the punt. I just love Side note, I your love boy's got a great hole. tan for being February, dude. My boy got a great tan for being February. Oh, yeah, man. He's darker than me right now. Yeah, yeah dude. He was definitely soaking up that Arizona sun. I guess so. Yeah, yeah it's 21-14. There's a minute 33 to go in the second quarter. It's fourth and 12. Mahomes comes off the field. He's hurt. And I, as a viewer, am saying to myself, okay, he's done. He's, mm -hmm. And even if he comes back out and tries to play, it'll be worse for him today than it was in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. And remember, in the AFC Championship game, it was freezing balls, right? But here in this game, the reason I thought that he would he would have a harder time is because the, the field was kind of a mess. You know, like guys were slipping and sliding all over the place. I'm not suggesting to you that it was as bad as the Holiday Bowl at Petco Park. But the field, it seemed like how, nobody could get traction. How is that? You have a Super Bowl. You've been preparing for this thing. How, how do they have that bad of a field indoors for a Super Bowl game? Explain me. That was another thing I was teed off about. I was talking to a buddy of mine during the game. I'm like, well, what is this? So there was multiple things. Patrick Peterson, who now plays with Vikings, but played for the Cardinals for a very long time. He was on a pregame show, and he said, I expect this to be a very bad field. 
I guess Arizona is notorious for they they're they're going regular grass, natural grass in an indoor stadium, half indoor, half outdoor, whatever. But what they do is you know how they slide the grass in and out yeah. from outside to inside? Yeah. So they they maintain it outside. So it gets it it deals with the elements. It deals and it's been pretty cold in Arizona overnight. So he said in the in the cold months, if the field is outside. It's very slippery because it deals with the elements. It gets a lot of moisture. It gets a lot of Arizona, whatever that weather is in Arizona in the colder months. That grass is affected by it because they bring it in and then they're painting it with a million logos because mm-hmm. it's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they have to blow dry it. They have to have to blow dry it. And I don't know if they did or not. Yeah. Uh, Jacob uh, Hester, former Charger, was saying Arizona is notorious for having a terrible slippery field all the time. Yeah. They- in that something they forgot to blow dry it. <laughs> Got to blow dry the field. <laughs> That's where we are in sports. Yeah. They forgot yeah. to blow dry the field. Well, players complain about turf. Players are complaining. I don't even know if players were actually complaining. If they just switched the shoes. Like no one said anything about the field after the game. I didn't hear any players say anything about. No, the field. no. They did do the thing where, like yeah. Jalen Hurts, you could tell he was wearing Jordan Elevens and he switched to Jordan ones, and you can notice him because he went from white shoe to black shoe. And then they did a little thing. I think it was Ronaldo was on the Eagles sideline. And they talked about how all these Eagles players switch shoes mm-hmm. and nobody on Kansas City switched shoes. Hmm. So was it visibly upset to watch that stuff? Yeah. But were the players complaining about it after? No. Yeah. So um, here's the thing is that after Mahomes gets hurt late in the first half, again, I don't know about everybody else. I'm thinking he's he's going to have a really hard time going because not only is he in pain, not only is the, the grass you know not holding, I figure Patrick Mahomes – this is where Philadelphia pounces. And what was interesting was going into the game, like if you were trying to analytically figure out who was going to win, I thought Philadelphia would win for one reason. Their defensive front put so much pressure on quarterbacks and they had so many sacks throughout the year that when you have a, a Mahomes at 75%, he won't be able to move the way he normally can move. And maybe they'll force him to make a mistake as he's trying to make some kind of a crazy Mahomesy kind of play. Almost happened, didn't happen. But here's here's where the game is really lost, if you will, for Philadelphia. We can all focus in on you know the the penalty and whether or not we think it should have been called or not. But the defensive front of Philadelphia never sacked Mahomes. They just never got to him. And in the second half, in particular. When you think Mahomes is not going to be able to, you know, do what he normally does, he somehow did. And Philadelphia's defensive front, which is supposed to be so great, did not step up and perform. I mean, they just never made the big play. Not only did they not pressure Mahomes at all, it, they couldn't really stop the run. Mm-mm. You know, they ran for 160 Pacheco's yards. Dynamite. Yeah. Pacheco, I, I, I asked Kevin Keatsman about him. He was on my fantasy team this year. He was my sleeper. That dude is just a tough runner, never stops, but they just could not stop him. Yeah. Mahomes ran for a bunch. You know, Pacheco looked great. 160 rushing yards against that Eagles defense. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. Um, All right. So, look, here's what I want to say. We got a great show coming up for you today. Okay. We've got a lot of content related to what happened yesterday. Uh, I am going to be curious to hear from you fellas what you were doing. Uh, Jay, I know you were up in Reno this past weekend doing stand-up, and we'll Mm -hmm. hear about that. Um, Alex, I was concerned that we may not see you from your normal podcast studio today because you told us on Friday about all the work that was going on and all the problems that you've been having at your crib. Still happening. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
And uh, and I was hoping that I had my voice back by today. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm like uh, probably 85, 90%. And then you might be wondering to yourself, if you're a daily listener or a daily viewer, what happened to Browner? How could you possibly miss the no. day after the Super Bowl? It's like one of the biggest, best days to be on the air, radio, TV, podcasting, whatever. How could you possibly not be on the air today, Browner? Where are you? Let's get to all of this coming up. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com is the website. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and sort of the brown man. We got Jay Law in today. Hang with us, everybody. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the brown man, although no brown man today. Comedian Jason Lawhead is in for the brown man. I'm explaining that in a second here. Um, so we're just getting on, you know, to 1090. We're getting on to our YouTube chat. Uh, by the way, yes, YouTubers. Let's make sure everybody's inside of that YouTube chat. And to grow, I always try to explain this to everybody. To grow, you know what we really need from all the chatlins? There is a share button on YouTube. Whether you're watching on your phone or you're watching on your computer, there is a share arrow. If you share it, on Twitter or Facebook, or you text it to your pals, we got to we got to all do something here to to generate even more. So to all of our YouTube viewers, click that share button and get more of your friends here. So TV tonight, YouTube right now, radio right now, audio podcast, it's all happening at this exact moment. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, SevenMileCasino.com. All right, so Jay Law. I'm going to throw this one to you first. Yeah. Uh, tell me, oh, tell me it. about your Super Bowl Sunday. Where were you? What, what were you doing? Yeah, man. I actually stayed home, uh, flew in from Reno uh, in the morning, and I think I just kind of caught a little bug around the, the, the like, a, like a little scratchy throat congestion. Nothing like sick, sick. Like I'm not like I have energy and everything else and appetite. I mean, it sucks to eat because my throat's a little scratchy. But, um, yeah, so I just decided I was going to go to a, a buddy of mine's a Super Bowl party uh comic uh, out in Temecula and uh I just kind of said hey man I'm not feeling it I don't want to bring anything over there so this is an actual TV screen that I cover for the show and so I have a I have like a nice recliner with a massage chair right over there looking so I take this off and uh last night I spent spent it up here watching the Super Bowl as the wife did whatever she wanted to do down there and you know because she wasn't watching at, she had no interest a uh, halftime show she she was <laughs> i think she was at actually she was at a pilates class for the first half and then she came home watched the halftime show and then had no interest can you guys yeah. imagine then, uh, can you imagine a life where you don't care at all about I the super it. bowl right like I, I know, it. so do I. My girlfriend, same thing yesterday. I was hustling yesterday. I'll explain what I was doing. And uh, she was passed out on the couch for the first half of the game, woke up for halftime. Uh, her friends mm -hmm. came over and this couple, <laughs> this couple, the, the wife, she don't have any interest. Even the husband, he don't have an ounce of interest at all in the Super Bowl. Like this guy and I, we can never find a common ground to talk sports. And I love this guy to death. I love him but he don't have an, an ounce of interest. Right. And you're so right. Like there's a part of me that envies people that don't have an interest at all. And people who don't have an interest in the game, they do have an interest in the entertainment portion of things. They wanted to see Rihanna yep. at halftime, which by the way, speaking of Rihanna, 
Um, I know there's a lot out there on social media and on the internet about what she was wearing and about her pregnant and, you know, this reveal. Um, I must tell you guys, I thought she was freaking awesome. And earlier in the day, um, I, I decided to go run this 10 K in Encinitas called the kook run, which I've done now a couple years in a row. And I turn on a super bowl mix on, um, um, like Spotify and I'm listening to all this Rihanna yesterday morning while I was on this run and you, the catalog of music that she has, I know she talked this week about trying to narrow it down to 13 minutes. That's because she's got a million hits, mm -hmm. you know, but I thought she was great. I thought the fact that there were no other artists that kind of came in and we're all talking about, Oh, she brought in this guy and she brought in that girl. I thought it was great. That it was just her and her dancers. I will tell you this. There's a moment in the, in the Super Bowl halftime where she's dancing and she's kind of got this like little Michael Jackson move where, you know, Michael used to grab his crotch. She's kind of like rubbing her crotch <laughs> and then she sort of puts her fingers up around her mouth and I'm going, oh, wait, mm -hmm. just wait for America. You know, the middle of America. Go, did you just see what she did? Did you just see that? I just got home from church, man. She touched her crotch and smelled it like like to me. I thought there was going to be like total controversy about some of those dance moves. People are like, well, did you hear what she was saying? I'm like, no, not really. I mean, the, the lyrics, no. Were they, were they really, really super risque? Do we know? In my I, opinion? I, I was on the I phone. Either. I was on the phone with my buddy talking Super Bowl the whole time. No, I, listen, man. I, as the Gen Zero of the show, yeah. there, there really not much you could do on stage that, would be, that I would be like, clutch my pearls, you know? Like, there's really not... So what Dude, she did I yesterday, I was like, who, if you had a problem with that, then there ain't really nothing that you could do. No, but you got to throw Paul McCartney up there for no one to complain about. It. What I'm saying is, is that I loved it. I actually thought the moves were hot and sexy. You know, I just thought that there's somebody sitting at their house in the middle of the country going, did she just touch her crotch and smell her fingers? I mean, am I? How am I supposed to tell? How am I supposed to explain that to my six-year-old? Yeah, right. It's like your six-year-old does that, so don't worry. <laughs> in my in my house, the the conversation was, "Wait, is she pregnant? Yeah, like she's clearly pregnant, oh. very clearly pregnant, right? Like, so that was the conversation, and then we just we just all kind of shut up for I thought she minutes was and watched it. Watched it. It was great. I thought she was awesome. I, I really did. I and I love the fact again that you know rather than infuse a whole bunch of other artists. Like she just went out there and did her thing. And I thought she was great. I really did. So um imagine I her, a life. I thought her energy of her dancers were like ridiculous. Like that set was mm -hmm. freaking cool. She had 280 dancers or something like that. And I thought like she needed it because she's pregnant. So she didn't have that typical, right. she, you know, like performer energy. Mm -hmm. Get down with all the moves because she's walking around with a baby in there, dude. So I thought it was I, I personally I, I loved it. And yes, I did too. Bangers, man. That girl's yeah. got bangers. I loved it also. But imagine a life where you just don't care one ounce Unreal. about the Super Bowl. And I love it because people ask me, like, man, you're such a sports fan. Your wife is, I, did, I don't want to marry me. I, I want to marry the furthest thing from me. You no, know my <laughs> wife was doing, she was asleep. Yeah. Passed out. See? Tired. Had a long Saturday night. Uh, I'm gonna go to sleep. Like, Did you just watch the game at home alone? No, nah, not alone. I had a few people over, but like okay. uh, people that actually cared about the game, and she just yeah. didn't. So she yeah. went to the room and took a nap. She's like, "Wake me up before Rihanna." But got up at the two minute warning, woke her up, and I was like, "Yo, Rihanna's gonna come on soon." She's like, "Okay." She gets up, joins the party. 
Nice. But yeah, it's it is fascinating to me because it it does feel like when the Super Bowl comes around, it feels like everybody's watching it. Mm-hmm. What and, and whatever reasons, you know, I don't think really people tune in for commercials anymore. That seems to have lost its luster, mm-hmm. especially because yeah. all the cr- good commercials are already out on yeah. social media before the game even starts. But I think Rihanna brought in a whole new uh, demographic of people watching that game just for her. You know, yeah. I, I saw celebrities at the game yeah. that were wearing shirts that said this this football game interrupting Rihanna concerts kind of weird. You know, like, so, uh, it, it, yeah, I think it, it is interesting to find someone that didn't watch. Like, yeah. I, I don't know a person that at least didn't tune in for a little bit. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, my, yeah. my girlfriend and I yesterday morning, we woke up and my t- took my 16 year old daughter at seven o'clock in the morning. We went into downtown Encinitas and we were going to run what's called the kook run. Yeah. And it's a 5K or a 10K. And I told my daughter, I said, hey, I signed us up for the 10K, to which she responded, girl, I've never run more than four miles in my life. I don't know why you think I should be running a 10K. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, do whatever you want to do. I don't care. So this at 730, this race starts. I, I swear to you two guys, I have not gone for a jog, okay, in 2023. <laughs> like you landed that hard, G. Yeah, yeah, right. A jog. A jog. Yeah. I've not even gone for a jog in 2023. I've walked on a treadmill at 30 minute clips, but that's about it. So I said to my daughter, I go, let's just go see what, see what we can do. So my girlfriend's going to walk it with her friends. Me and my daughter decide we're going to just jog it. Right. So we jog this 10 K took us forever. Cause we're slow as hell, not in shape, not trying the, the winners, the guys who were like leading the pack, they were coming at us. I mean, running, sprinting full speed. These guys are doing like four fifty miles. They are flying. We're running like 12 minute miles. We're just taking our time, man. We're out there having a nice time. Sure. Um, get done with this, this 10 K and, um, feel pretty darn good about myself. And I had to go yesterday afternoon to play LA cap mm-hmm. up at this uh, casino in Riverside <laughs> called, see, I'm in character yeah. but can, before you it. jump LA to cap. the, before you jump so to the, that you say that I got to go play LA cap right. before you jump to the LA cap part of this conversation. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job because browner's not here and point out what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing waking up on super bowl sunday Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna go run a 10k yeah like that you know what's funny people were at my house that follow you on instagram Mm -hmm. and they asked me what the hell is scott doing i'm like some white person stuff. I don't know. <laughs> some white Some people white stuff. Person. Like, ain't no, ain't, ain't nobody but white people running a marathon the day of Super Bowl. Only North County white yeah. people would think, let's this have is, a 7 a.m. run every Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday. This is the same <laughs> guy who woke up New Year's Day to do a polar plunge. Like, right. this is the same <laughs> breath of air that we're talking about here of a guy that wakes up on Super Bowl Sunday, forces his daughter to wake up with him to go run for fun and it was great it was so much fun because then when we got done (laughs) when we got done there was a big beer garden you know and everybody was putting down beers which was a lot of fun and um and then but then i was freezing my ass off you know it was really really cold so i came home cleaned up and then i drove out to this appearance that i was doing i was hosting this party at a casino up in riverside called yamava casino yamava is like in la you can't watch a dodger game or a laker game they spend a ton of money in sports in LA. So I'm, I, I was hosting this party yesterday 
with Robert Woods, who Alex, you know, we've always loved Robert Woods, yeah, you know, super nice to us. Yeah. Right. And Robert Woods shows up yesterday, bro. And he's got on his Super Bowl ring on his index finger. <laughs> this Super Bowl ring from last year with the Rams is so freaking gigantic that it's on his index finger. And he's like, I never wear it. I don't have anywhere to wear it too, but I thought I'm coming to a Super Bowl party. I might as well rock this thing. So Robert Woods is wearing this giant ring on his finger and we're hosting this party and we're giving away a thousand dollars every time somebody scores a touchdown. We gave away $9,000 wow, yesterday, which nice. was super cool. Remember we talked about how like Yamava probably wanted a Patriots Ram Super Bowl, you know, yeah. like a 13, nine kind of thing. Right. They got the opposite. They, they got, got the exact shootout. opposite. <laughs> now you guys will get a kick out of this. So who comes to show up yesterday? Jason Lawhead's number one fan came to hang out yesterday at this, this Super Bowl party. My number one. Fan. That's right. Your number Do one. Do I have a number one? You, fan? My wife was no, there? not your not your wife. No, she not. Well, your, that's right. She's not. No, she okay. not. I'll tell you who showed up. Tommy Tommy showed up yesterday with Larry the Tommy Birdman. Tommy. You know, Tom, Larry the Birdman. Yeah, Tommy Tommy and Larry the Birdman show up. Right. Let me tell you about Tommy Tommy yesterday at Yamava. My man shows up, signs up for a, a like a card. You know, like the local. You know, like the casino card for for mm -hmm. Yamava. They give him twenty dollars in free play. He goes to a uh, a slot machine, one spin at $20, he wins $520. Nice. nice. Then they have a drawing every quarter, $250, $500, depending on the quarter, $250. They, pull, they just pull a name out of a hat. My man, my man Tommy wins $250 in free play, right? Then there's four people that all won $250 in free play. They have this little game. And somebody's going to win a $1,000 piece of sports memorabilia. Tommy pulls off the this thing. He wins $500 more in free play. Good. My man won yesterday with no money. I mean, no money. He was already up 1000 bucks yesterday with no money at all. That's incredible. Yeah. Very and he cool. showed up and he had on a hat. He had made a custom-made hat that said LA Cap. And then uh, on the side of it, it said the Chatlins, okay, because mm -hmm. he was representing everybody who watches in our YouTube. Okay. okay. I mean, he was on fire yesterday. And good for Tommy, yeah, man. Yeah, good for him. So I was up there yesterday having a good time, giving away a bunch of money, and watching the Super Bowl at a absolutely jam-packed party. It's all there on my Instagram, Alex. Your friends who yeah. were over at your house yesterday, they can. They this can was uh, uh, here. We were a prototypical American household, dude. We mm. got chicken wings, pizza, chips, veggie tray that nobody touched, some watermelon. <laughs> you know, it was a classic, uh, classic Super Bowl food over here, and it was delightful. Yeah, they made these uh, Philly cheesesteaks yesterday at Yamava. They don't usually have that on the menu, but because it, they, they do have a barbecue place, so that was kind of the Kansas City representation, mm -hmm. and they made mm -hmm. Philly cheesesteaks yesterday that were nice. on fire out Nominal. of this world. Yeah, they were great. How's Robert Woods well, doing? Robert Woods trying is trying to get awesome. back to L.A.? Well, you know what? Robert Woods is awesome. We had a, we had a really great time, he and I, because um, – you know, first of all, Alex, you obviously remember years ago when we first went to Rams training camp yes. and we met Robert Woods and I, we met his wife there that mm -hmm. day. Right. So we've had a really nice relationship with Robert Woods for all these years. And um, I think the Rams seriously underestimated what he meant to their team. And mm -hmm. he went to uh, to uh, Tennessee this year. He was their leading wide receiver. And, um, you know, he got a chance this year to play against Philadelphia and they, they played against Kansas City, a game that they lost in overtime by three points. 
And so he kind of broke down a little bit about where he thought the game was going to go and how it was going to work. And uh, he picked Kansas City to win the game to a lot of boos because there were mostly Eagle fans yeah. there yesterday. But uh, all in all, it was a terrific day, a lot of fun. And, um, but I will say this, like when, like Jay, you described watching the Super Bowl, sitting at home and sitting in your mm -hmm. massage chair and, and yeah. Alex describes sitting at home with some friends that are over. Nobody's touching the veggie tray. Yeah. I'm watching this game. I swear to you guys, there were thousands and thousands of people there, you know? Mm -hmm. So while I was trying to focus on the game, I'll tell you one thing in particular in the fourth quarter, the first drive of the fourth quarter, the Chiefs scored. And I don't even know how it happened. Like, like they scored and I'm like, how did that happen? Like, cause it's yeah. hard to watch a game in that's, a bar that crowded. That you know? is my biggest, right. that's my biggest thing. I, 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 I don't like doing it just for the Super Bowl. I got to be in a place where I can listen to things and, and really pay yeah, attention to things. Now. But here in North Park, dude, there's it. two Philly bars, both in earshot distance of my balcony. Mm -hmm. I had to close my windows because I'm a streamer and the bars are ahead of me. So <laughs> when the Eagles scored the first touchdown, we heard a bunch yelling. And I was like, damn it, I forgot about that because was that happened to me the entire Niner Eagles game. So I had to close the screen, close my windows, turn the, the volume up because I would hear the raucous of North Park because it was filled with Eagles fans yesterday. So I'd have to close it. And then we were able to, to watch because I think DirecTV streams like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 seconds behind everything. So, mm -hmm. But there was freaking packed, bro. And, and then I felt so bad. I won't do the, the bar names, but there was power outages in North Park yesterday. So bars that were having big Super Bowl parties had to cancel because they had no power. Damn. Worst day ever. And there is a one bar in particular that I go to all the time. They started tweeting out like halftime. Hey, we're open. $20 buckets of beers, dollar hot dog. Like they just wanted to get people in there because they just lost all their business on the biggest day of the year. It is so funny you're saying that. So listen to this story. It happened to a friend of mine yesterday. Um, she, uh, after this, after this, this 10 K that I told you guys I ran yesterday and Alex, I agree with you is a very white guy thing to do. I mean, you know, run a 10 K on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I did see one black dude out there. He was but fit and looking fast. You, you can know? just stop at run on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how far, where, how you do it. Like there shouldn't be no running of any sort on Super but Bowl I, Sunday. But again, just just in a in a very white guy kind of world, like me and all my white guy buddies afterwards were like, doesn't it feel great to have already put in six miles before 9 a.m. and now we can go hit a bar and drink a few beers and then get on with the day for Super Bowl? So one of my friends yesterday, though, she showed up um, at, at a bar for a little post-run party, right? Mm -hmm. And um, she started putting a couple of them down. And before you knew it, she was pretty tipsy. So um, mm -hmm. somebody made the decision, hey, we got to get her an Uber. Let's, let's get her home. Let's put her in an Uber. So apparently uh, this Uber shows up, and it's a really, really nice Tesla Uber. Mm -hmm. And they, they put her in the car, right? And on her way home, she throws up all over the car. Oh, no, no, dude. My friend, she pukes all over this guy's car. Right? Oh now think about this. Now think about it. It's Super Bowl Sunday, just like the bars, Alex, that oh. lost their power. And now they've lost their business on Super mm -hmm. Bowl Sunday, a really big, important day. Yeah, it's Super Bowl Sunday. And my man here has got this Tesla. And he's planning on driving all day long. Right. And he and she just yacked all over his the inside of his car. And there is no driving for him the rest of the day because nobody's yet yeah, smells like puke. 
Yeah. Right? It's a Sunday. You can't go get a detail. And your what friend you... is on the hook, right? What, okay, for how much? Take a guess. Oh, yeah. I think I've I've heard the number. A lot. But what it's is not it? cheap. How much? You think? Isn't it like 500 for like dude, detail or something like that? Dude, you ready for this? Yeah. 750. Yes. Seven. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know it was really high. J-Law, yeah. $750. This person can't drive. Can't Car has to be cleaned. We'll Detail. lose all their money on Super Bowl Sunday, mm -hmm. $750 for throwing up in the back of an Uber on Super Bowl Sunday. Names will remain. <laughs> I, I will protect wow. the innocent by not oh mentioning names. I'll say that. Goodness, dude. That wow. is brutal. Crazy. Bro. I know. I'd rather fight a DUI. <laughs> 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 then I have to go through that. Oh man, man. that's all right. Hey, rough. listen, that gives me a chance to just mention really quick. Hey, thanks to our friends from Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. If you are thinking about a new car right now, PenskeSanDiego.com is the place to go. Use that website because Penske San Diego makes it fun, fast, and easy. Okay, a thousand vehicles through twelve dealerships. Uh, that are that have nine different brands plus all the certified pre-owned anything you're looking for you're going to find on penskesandiego.com when you do you say okay I'm coming to the dealer and I want to see car A B C and D they'll have them lined up ready for you you test drive boom makes it fast and easy uh, I'm telling you right now it's a whole new way to buy and penskesandiego.com is a true leader in the industry make it fast fun and easy for you penske sandiego.com all right coming back let's jump right back into it i thought mahomes was hurt at the end of the first half and would never survive the second half wait till you see what patrick mahomes and the chiefs accomplished in the second half we'll get there next we're in the seven mile casino studios here on kaplan and crew hey guys i'm breaking in here halftime of the show today and I just want to remind everybody about this product, this brand right here, Athletic Greens. You're probably seeing a lot of television commercials. I know I am for AG1. When you buy through us, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, you get the five free travel packs. Plus, you get the one-year supply of vitamin D. You get the bottle, um, the canister so you can refrigerate your greens. And, and you get the bag of greens, obviously. And then you can get onto a subscription. I'll just say it like this. Um, life is moving really fast. Things are super hectic, you know? And if you want to stay as healthy as possible, this is a product that I strongly recommend. And look, I'm not the ultimate pillar of health, but here's what I can tell you. Yesterday, Sunday, without having run not one time the entire year, me and my daughter got up yesterday morning. We both chugged our athletic greens and we went and we ran a 10K in Encinitas. And I'm not saying to you that that makes you some world-class super athlete. I'm just saying we ran six miles plus Without ever stopping, we had a lot of energy because you're getting 75 minerals, nutrients, vitamins, probiotics, et cetera, plus clarity of mind. And you're not going to need that cup of coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon. You're going to love this product. For those of you that have already bought it, appreciate it. When you buy it, send me a tweet uh, and let me see it. And then I'll retweet it and I'll, I'll throw you the shout out here on the show. But it's an amazing product, incredible brand. They make it really easy in terms of a subscription and getting it to you. Um, I know a couple of our guys have said, hey, I'm doing it every other month rather than every month. So get healthy and, and do something really good for your body this year. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. There's everybody in podcasting is advertising for Athletic Greens. So if you're a great friend and you haven't tried it yet, buy it through us. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Let's get back to it.
All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening? It is Monday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Hey, if you're just getting with us, we were talking about Super Bowl Sunday experiences, where you're watching, what you're eating, you know, uh, who's interested, who's not, etc. You may be wondering to yourself here today, how is it the day after the Super Bowl and Browner is a no-show? Now, I, I will just say this. Um, we knew on Friday of last week, J-Law, did you know that, that Browner was planning to go to Seattle for Super he did Bowl mention, He did mention that, yes. Yeah. I did know that. So Seattle for Super Bowl Sunday weekend. Yeah. So he tells Alex and I this on Friday because we had this conversation, like, what are you guys doing this weekend for the game? And Browner hits us with, I'm going to Seattle, which, as you know, he never really tells you about his real life, his right. personal life. So, Alex, weren't you surprised? Mm -hmm. I know I was that he even admitted that he was going out of town because usually he's got like the ex-wife listening to everything that's said on the Ooh. show. And he, he's super protective about the things that he says because I don't know, everything gets him in trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, yes, it's, uh, the, it's always a very vague description of what his plans are. He did directly tell us he was going to Seattle. Yeah. He never mentioned that he would be doing the show from Seattle on Monday. Right. So he never told us this. Like, had he said to us, hey, guys, um, okay. I'm going to go to Seattle this weekend. And on Monday, I will be broadcasting from Seattle. Okay. At least we would have had an idea, right? Yeah, we would have at right. least known. Right. Right. So last night. Could have put night, Jay, Jason on standby. You know, like, hey. Uh, totally. There might be totally. some. some. Yeah, I just thought he was going to Seattle and he was going to be I back. figured last That's night, this. Super Bowl ends, he flies back from Seattle to San Diego and he's right. Or right. early this morning. Or last yeah, night, 10.45 p.m. And I wish I, I, I could get the text. I'll, I would read it to you. I'll but long it. story short is, yeah, okay, please do. Because, Jay, you should probably hear this. I, I don't want it to be inaccurate in any way. I want to be very, very accurate with my okay. reporting here today. Right. You know, so it started at journalism. Gotcha. gotcha. It started at 2.23 p.m., an hour before kickoff. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So I am having a problem. The airline lost my bag on Friday. I'm assuming bag. And I still don't have it yet. And it has my computer in it and the mic. 2.23 p.m. Now, just just quick time out here. Mm -hmm. If you are a broadcaster slash podcaster mm -hmm. and you're taking your computer and your microphone, those are your tools of the trade. Like when right. my son flies back to college, I say to him, don't put your kicking shoes in your in your bag that's going on the plane because they could lose your bag and you'll be out of your shoes. Take your two pairs of kicking shoes, put them in your backpack and carry them with you at all times. Mm -hmm. Never give up your tools of your trade. When you mm -hmm. are a radio broadcaster slash video podcaster and the two most important tools of your trade are your computer and your microphone and your headphones. You don't, those things never leave my possession. They are with me at all times. I would never, ever pack a computer or a microphone in a bag that is going to go underneath an airplane and then be thrown around by guys who, you know. Right. So I learned this in. Even if their track record was 100% of never losing luggage, I still wouldn't put those things in the toss. So in 2014, maybe my first Super Bowl in Phoenix, I learned this. Uh, I was told this by Joe Tatino. Uh, Joseph Arthur Bulldog right. Tatino. So it was, for whatever reason, my responsibility to bring 
the radio equipment, ISDN machines, microphones, cables, everything was Padilla's responsibility. So I learned this early on. I checked my personal bags and flew with the two briefcases on the right. plane. So mm -hmm. I looked like a bomber of planes and I was sent to second inspection every time. But I learned on the way to the Super Bowl, those two suitcases come with you on the plane. On right. the way back, we don't care. Right. So, so I did that. And every time on the way back, every time lost or sent wow. to multiple inspections because it, it is a very, you know, conspicuous looking type of machine. Right. So they would never make it back to San Diego when I got back to San Diego. Never. So I learned that very early on. Right. So so Browner lose my first underwear. he tells us Don't lose first he tells us like two something in the afternoon he's got a problem. His bag mm -hmm. has been lost by the by the airline. Mm -hmm. Then telling you I woke up this morning and I saw this text. It was like 10:45 last 10 night. 10:49 p.m. 10:49. What do you say? So no word on my bag. I will check again tomorrow morning. You may want to give Jason a heads up to have him on because I doubt they find it by morning. Yeah. So can you imagine you are a radio, a, a sports radio broadcaster and podcaster. You decide to take a weekend trip for whatever reason. Your most important tools of your trade are your computer, your microphone, and your headphones. And you, for some godforsaken reason, give those pieces of equipment to an airline to check in, and then now they lose your bag. Your mic is gone. Your computer is gone. Your headphones are... I mean, everything that you need to perform on air, you no longer have access to. And so on a day after the Super Bowl, the Super one Bowl. of the biggest days of your entire year in your industry, you can't make it onto the air because you don't have your equipment. And by the way, if they don't find this stuff for him somewhat soon, he won't be on the air until... because. Dude, you don't just go run out and buy a brand new Mac. I mean, $3,000, a brand new mic, 150 bucks, brand new headphones, 300 bucks, whatever. You don't just go out and buy and replace that stuff, right. you know? Jason might be here for a month. Like, Jay, Jason, might, Jason might be filling in for Brown for a yeah. month. Might be. Jesus. He might yeah. be part of the new crew, full time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. Can you guys believe this, kid? By the way, and you, yeah. could, tell, you could tell him this when he comes back. I don't yeah. believe the story at all. Oh, I know, I know I'm developing the reputation of that's fake. I, everything's uh, fake. I don't believe this story at all. Not one bit. Do I believe this story? Zero percent chance this actually oh. happened. I know John Browner, and maybe it's because I'm giving him too much credit. I know John Browner. Zero percent chance he put his MacBook in the hands of somebody else. Zero percent chance. This is a man that is mysteriously in a different state on Super Bowl Sunday with four cell phones <laughs> in Seattle. This guy is up to... This guy's Daniel Craig. Well, I mean, what is nefarious this? behavior happening in the Pacific Northwest right now that has nothing to do with a lost backpack. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Truly amazing. All right. Hey, listen, let me do this. Let me uh, hook I'm, him up to a light I'll pay for it. There ain't okay. no way I this want, is true. 
I want to get us back Alex, to the Super Bowl game. <laughs> I do want to get us back to the Super Bowl game. I will here in just one second. Hey, Quickie, um, Alex, very funny what you said earlier that you have a bunch of friends over yesterday and you're having a very typical American Super Bowl Sunday mm-hmm. pizza, wings, et cetera. And you mentioned that nobody touched the veggie platter, which I thought was yeah. really hilarious. Um, look, if you're trying to lose weight, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, not an easy day to, to help you lose weight. You know, I mean, I'm trying to lose weight right now. And I swear to you, like I, I ate so much yesterday and I, I actually thought to myself, you know what? I'm doing pretty well. I did that run in the morning. By the time I got to where I was going, I had a cheeseburger, which was out of this world. Then I had like a little teeny snack along the way. And then I took something on the road. So I, I got something for the road and I'm like, you know what? You didn't do too bad today. And then I got back to my girlfriend's house last night, started eating pizza, a salad. There was no reason for me to be eating at 930 at night. Um, so look, it's hard to lose weight, especially when you don't have a lot of discipline, you know, but Alex is proof that this, I thrive lean program really does work. Uh, it's one injection a week for the first three months. You save $200 per month. And anybody listening on radio right now, here's the number 858-240-1497, 858-240-1497. Call them, go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click I thrive. You can read all about it. FDA approved, fully guaranteed. And again, saving $200 a month for the first three months. You don't have to change your eating habits, but what Alex has told us is your eating habits change anyway because you just can't eat as much as you used to. And then you start to learn about portion control and how much you actually really do need. So these sorts of things happen for you along the way. I thrive MD 858-240-1497. All right, guys, let's get back to it. Take us, Alex, to the end of the, of the second quarter when Mahomes is out scrambling he gets tackled by a Philly defender. His ankle gets uh, caught underneath the defensive player's body. Mm-hmm. Mahomes pops up because he wants to kind of show everybody he's not hurt, but he is hurt. And and and, and look, he, first he's down on the ground, but don't no, I got to get up. I got to get off the field. And he starts limping off the field. So his left ankle gets caught underneath the Philly defender. He's on the bench. And by the way, Philly's up 21-14 at this point. He's on the bench grimacing in agonizing pain. He's got his head on the head. He's got his head on the athletic trainer's shoulder while the orthopedic surgeon is looking at his, his ankle. And you're thinking he's in so much pain. He's going to play, but he's not going to be what he normally is. And this is where Philadelphia pounces. Well, you get to the second half. I don't know what they gave him at halftime. I've got some ideas of what they probably injected into his ankle. But when you look at the second half of what Kansas City did in this game, take a look at this. They had four drives in the second half. Remember, in the first half of the game, it seemed like Kansas City didn't even play. It seemed like their offense was never on the field. The time of possession was way in favor of Philadelphia. Second half, four drives, 24 points. Zero penalties, zero turnovers, most important, zero sacks allowed against this ferocious Philly defense, and only one incompletion in the entire second half, which, as you may recall, was Mahomes throwing the ball away through the back of the end zone. Guys, I don't know what these coaches came up with at halftime, but everything was different in the second half. What did you guys think? Yeah, I was uh was everybody tells you second half adjustments are, don't matter. And 
because they don't really happen. They just go to the locker room, they drink water, they chill for a minute, and they come back out. Super Bowl, it's 30 minutes. Something happened in there. I don't know what happened in there. But I give credit, and I honestly think Mahomes just felt better. Yeah. They started getting the wide receivers involved, which they haven't done all playoffs because they've all been hurt. It's been the Travis Kelsey show the entire playoffs. They start throwing it to Juju. Kadarius Tony out of nowhere. And I think the run game, they actually tried it. And if the Chiefs try it, they can run. They just don't try it. So to me, visibly, I would say it was the run game that helped them. And Mahomes is just mentally, his ankle just didn't bother him anymore. That's just. And the big thing was is in the big thing was is even at the half, even feeling like Mahomes might might have a bad ankle, even going into the half. Um, was it they were down yeah, 10 right. at the half? Is that right? 24-14. Even that they were still getting great play from their offensive line when their hands were on the football for the short time they had it. They got they, you know, they they went down and they were able to drive down with their patented type of drive that they like to look like throughout a drive. They they were able to be opportunistic on the turnover from Hertz and get seven there. And so they weren't really out of it, even though they were down 10. They were just being it just felt like, you know, the pace of what what Philadelphia was playing with and the sauce they had going at that time. It was just going to be hard to keep up with them points wise. Um, Maybe we're also not giving enough credit to the Chiefs defense, because if you remember in the first half, they kept talking about how time of possession, the Chiefs just didn't have it. The Eagles controlled the entire clock. They were running it at will. Jalen Hurts was doing a lot of RPO. And yeah, it was 24-14 at halftime, but one of them was because Hurts just fumbled the football. It was a defensive touchdown. So maybe we're not giving the Chiefs enough credit for getting the Eagles off the field, forcing them to punt, not not letting them control the ball, giving Mahomes the chance to actually be on the field because they weren't in the first half. Holding them to those two back-to-back field goals when they did, 24, and then to get it to 27-21 over that stretch of time because they were so explosive. But then there became this long stretch of minutes on the game clock that they went from just, you know, um, 21 points to 27 points um, in a short time. So um, that that was huge. Or the, you know, two, two field goals right. in the three-possession so, span, yeah, that, the that Eagle, chunk. The Eagles – had the ball in the second half three mm-hmm. times. Okay. That's it. That's it. Field goal, punt, touchdown to tie the game. With the two-point conversion. Failed Mary, which was not really a drive. It was just no. three seconds right. remaining. Right. So that, that the work. Eagles were barely on the field in the second half. They had a field right. goal, which was a long, long, long drive, seven minutes and 45 seconds, a three and out, and then a, a 75-yard drive to tie the game. That's yeah, it. which was, by the way, which was incredible because at that point, Jalen Hurts um, was incredible. Right, right. Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the fumble's the difference because Hurts has a Mahomes esque type yeah. game without that fumble turning into seven points. Take that off the board, and he's got a better football. Game. Yeah, I mean, here, here we're, we're for those of you listening on radio. I always encourage you to please come to the YouTube show. Alex is posting a slide right now, um, and it's the it's the battle of the quarterbacks. Alex, go through the numbers of these two quarterbacks in this game. Hertz threw the ball for 304 yards, one passing touchdown to A.J. Brown. Shout out, current member of the Padres, A.J. Brown. Uh, Jalen Hurts ran for 70 yards and a Super Bowl best 
three rushing touchdowns, but the one turnover, which was a fumble which, six. J- just real quick, little little side note here, and we'll get back to the stats in a second. So, you know how baseball is eliminating the shift, and I I love that baseball is doing this because I freaking hate the shift. You know, um, in the NFL, they now allow. Uh, this was a rule change a couple of years ago. They now allow for um, on like quarterback sneak type plays for guys in the back to push forward. Mm-hmm. It used to just be offensive line versus defensive line. That's the story. Now it's offensive line plus running backs and whoever else behind the quarterback pushing through. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, every time they ran like a sneak because they had a short yardage situation, they were just blowing up that chief's defensive front. In fact, at one point, everybody knew it was coming and the chiefs had a guy lined up in the neutral zone and they had another guy jump off sides. You can't defend that. And, and it it just, it reminds me in football of the shift in baseball that you can actually do something that you never could really do. And it's always so effective. And it, I wonder how long this is actually going to last or will football follow baseball, baseball, no more shift football, no more pushing the quarterback from behind. Well, Eagles are the best at it. Like that was a, a good. Well, hurts himself. Yeah. He's got those legs, yeah. man. He just chops yeah. anyway. So you're pushing it's, a guy. It's like funny that, that that's the can... the thing that stood out to you. To me, I feel because they changed the overtime rule because last year Josh Allen never got a chance, right, to touch it against Mahomes. Mm-hmm. For me, the way this game ended, the first thing that popped in my head was like, I wonder if they're going to make some stupid rule. Where it's like under two minutes, you can't knee the game out. Like you have to go for it. Oh, so when the the um when the Chiefs had you know however much time it was left on the clock, like a minute fifty five or something like that, and they were running towards what was going to be a very easy touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember who it was from the Chiefs that that Jarek got McKinnon. down on like the, who was it? Jarek McKinnon, who like got down on like the one inch line mm-hmm. because they wanted to run the clock out. Eagles let him score. Eagles were letting him score. They were going to right, but the Chiefs were smart. The Chiefs were like, well, they're going to just let us score. Mm-hmm. Let's just back up, back up, back up, mm-hmm. and and then we'll kneel down, and right. we're just going to play for – we're going to play the clock, and we're going to play for the field goal. Right. We're not going to – they could have easily walked through the, the door and scored, but then they got to give right. the Eagles a ball back with a right. minute and change. So time. I wonder that – I literally, when you see that happen at the end of a game, it happens often during the season where they're, a team gets down there and they're just going to take a few knees and kick a field goal and the game's over. Or they'll give the other team – seconds to work with i wonder if the nfl is going to think about how can we make sure that that doesn't happen under two minutes in the end of a game tell the refs not to throw any ticky tack calls and it would it wouldn't have happened and it wouldn't have i mean say back to tell back them, super bowls by the way where that happened at the end where, where the tell, rams were driving last year and they called a ticky tack holding on the bengals yeah. player and cooper cup yeah I, I mean it's it's no fun and it's like have situational awareness. You don't always see that call, even though hey, it's a penalty. Like you don't always see that call. Like have some situation. Teach your refs to be like, dude, did, did that really? Did that really change the right? Did that really impede? I mean, or were the Eagles had them stopped on that third down? Like, come on. But man. I, but I gotta say, like, Jay, never pick unless you fix the game, the, the play clock, and and say under five minutes, the play clock goes to ten. Now, guys, that's the only way you're gonna be able to viably be like, how do we not have that happen? Because the game's just set up to get to the two-minute warning. That's your timeout if you took any. And, like, this is how the game's played. Like, yeah. it'll just – once that penalty was called, it was just – it was it was algebra. Right, but, but, but I got to just say, though, like, 
I understand, I, and I agree. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a surprising call in the moment, but the credit has to go to Mahomes, not be, of course because the the play he makes on that drive where he he escapes the pocket and he's he's obviously hurting and he's able to run however whatever it was twenty yards on that yeah. one scramble. How much was it? Twenty six. Twenty six yards. For a guy that was that beat up, I mean, if if you just go back to the stats, if you just put up the quarterback battle slide again, I mean, we looked at what Jalen Hurts did, three rushing touchdowns. Mahomes, not really that impressive. I mean, yard, 182 yards, yeah, yeah three touchdowns. Efficient. The, rushing the ball, 44 yards. Um, and the most important stat, no turnovers. 20-some of it was on one play, that one right? play up the right? middle. No turnovers. And you said it earlier, Jay, we'll, we'll talk more about it when we come back. The one play that will go forgotten because he was so brilliant was the 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 unforced error by Jalen Hurts. I mean, he fumbled that ball on his own. Nobody touched him. He just fumbled that ball. All right, stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Highlight of the day is coming up right around the corner. More from Super Bowl 57. This is Kaplan and crew. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. All right, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. The website is sevenmilecasino.com. If you're looking for a great place to play blackjack, poker, pie gal, and table games, that's one side of the of the casino. The other side of the casino is Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza. So if you're looking for lunch, dinner, brunch on the weekends, it's a great place. And I'm telling you right now, there are so many terrific casinos, Vegas-style casinos in San Diego. That's not what Seven Mile Casino is. Seven Mile is for people who just want to come in, play their games, have a great meal, smoke-free environment, super great location, just seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. You're not schlepping all the way out east. They're not concert halls and pools and monster hotels. This is a place where you play cards. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. You got any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, hey, guys, let me ask you this question. Jason Lawhead's in today for Browner. Mm -hmm. So. I know like before this Super Bowl, people always say, you know, Patrick Mahomes, what he is, how he plays, he's already an all-time legendary great. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, he is. He is a great player, and he's a great story, and he's a very likable guy. But with only one Super Bowl prior to yesterday, that's, mm -hmm. that's what he is. He's a guy who's been to one Super Bowl and won it and been back to another and not won it doesn't mean that his team hasn't been great and they've been competing for Super Bowl championships every year since he's been a starter. But he really only until yesterday had won. And I think a lot of the Chiefs players after the game talked about one, getting the first one is everybody's goal. But the second one's even sweeter because it, to use Travis Kelsey's word, it sort of validates guys like Travis Kelsey. They were, he had Hall of Fame, he had a Hall of Fame resume with one Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes certainly had and was building a Super Bowl resume with one Super Bowl. Andy Reid already had a Super Bowl resume or a Hall of Fame resume with one Super Bowl. But when you have two, especially in a short, condensed period of time, you go from really great player like Russell Wilson. <clears throat> Russell Wilson was a great player. He, he won one. He got back to another one. He lost it. He's never been back since. Russell Wilson was, has been a great player. But Patrick Mahomes goes from really good player with a Super Bowl I think 
to all-time legendary status when you've got a second. And by the way, there's a lot of time left in Patrick Mahomes' career. I know people were talking to Andy Reid after the game. Are you almost mm -hmm. done? Andy Reid's like, no. I mean, he's in his early 60s. He's not going anywhere yet. But but take a look at some of, of what Patrick Mahomes has already done. We'll put it up on the screen. Guys, jump right in here. Yeah, uh, so he's been a he's only been a starter for five seasons. Five seasons. In those five seasons, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL MVP, three-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. He's won the AFC West every single season. He's been in three Super Bowls. He's been in the AFC Championship all five seasons. He's 64 and 16 as a starter. I mean, look, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is retiring mm -hmm. today, but if he retired today, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, it is amazing. For as great as Tom Brady's career was over, you know, 20 plus years and 10 Super Bowls and seven Super Bowl victories, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes is going to win seven Super Bowls, but in five years, he's yeah. been to the AFC title game every year. He's won the division every year and he's got two Super Bowl championships and two MVP two Super Bowl MVPs in in less than you know five years his two conference championship losses one to the Patriots and Tom Brady and one one to Joe Burrow last year both overtime losses and there was a controversy I'm trying to remember like last year there was a penalty or an offsides or maybe that was against uh New England a couple of years ago yes there was like that an was offsides. The board offsides like the same way the Bengals player did a stupid thing, D Ford was offsides. The Chiefs picked off Brady on the free play, but it would have been game over if he wasn't offsides. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I what know can you say about, about the guy, man? Like you, the and let's not forget, like when Patrick Mahomes was taken in the first round, they traded for him. They're like, "What are you doing?" Mm -hmm. It was, they had Alex Smith. Yeah, they weren't some. He wasn't this this next big thing, right? He wasn't the Andrew Luck coming out of college. He was a, a talent. He had a lot of records at Texas Tech, but we've seen quarterbacks break records at Texas Tech. That's just the offense they were running at the time. But to to do what he's done in five years, in five years, that's like Brady-level stuff. I got to yeah. go back and look at Brady's first five years too, but this is when I, I don't, <clears throat> I won't, I bet you, you don't see the types of, you know, that, that kind of just glaring right out of your face from Brady in the first five years. Um, you know, especially those kind of just numbers and deep in it. I know the Super Bowl rings are, are, will be there. Sure. But other than that, what this guy is, the trajectory of this guy's on is different. It is different. And you know what, what's it's, even it's, just saying it just compiled numbers he may not play till 46 he may not get all those passing yards and 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 the the final numbers but when he the numbers he's going to put up are going to be you know bonds with the overgrown skull i mean that, that's that's what he's on is those bonds overgrown skull numbers oh I but brady, i mean even just, how about basically this? the same we're looking at it yeah oh, really 2002 brady beats the rams mm-hmm mm -hmm doesn't go to the playoffs 2003 2004 beats the panthers 2005 beats the eagles okay so he's so, got three in his first and then, right yeah. and, then what? And, and then what? and then and then um 2006 he makes it to the divisional loses to denver 2007 yeah. makes it 
makes it to the AFC Championship. I was just saying. Indy. So that like means, yeah, they were on the same two overtime losses in, right. in AFC right. title games to go along. And I'm just saying, like, sized up with the numbers, the record as a starter. What's his record as a starter? I mean, 64 and 16, as good as Brady is, Mahomes' winning percentage is better than Tom Brady's all-time one-loss percentage as it sits currently. And I bet it's even better in those five years if he misses the playoffs one year, right, right you said? Right. Whereas, yeah. whereas Mahomes has been in the AFC Championship game all five wow. years. And, and think about That's this. That's what I mean. Think about this. You ready? The season ends last night, and Vegas immediately hits you with Super Bowl odds for the upcoming yeah. season, th this next season. Um, right away, Kansas City is the favorite to win the Super Bowl, followed by Buffalo, which I know people are, are fixated on Buffalo, but I think, I think Josh Allen, as great as he was coming into this season, as much as everybody expected – a lot of turnovers he's going to have to clean up. Philadelphia is right behind them. Cincinnati right there as well. So um, I will just say, I mean, we might be looking at, and look, we've been lucky, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We saw Michael Jordan, and we've seen all of LeBron James. We, we've seen this sort of greatness. You know, if you're a Packers fan, you saw Brett Favre transition into Aaron Rodgers. You know, if you're a Chargers fan, and then transition into Bernie Madoff. But you know, <laughs> you, you, you right? You you've seen Philip Rivers transition into Justin Herbert. I mean, when you have these sorts of runs, I mean, Kansas City, the the general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, who fought hard to draft Patrick Mahomes to move up in the draft to get Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. that guy, you talk about scouting. Because I was reading an article last week in the LA Times. They, they there was an article like, how did Patrick Mahomes become who he is? Because in high school, he wasn't recruited by Texas or Alabama or Clemson or LSU. You know, Texas Tech was kind of like that was sort of the best thing he had available to him. Mm -hmm. And there was the story, and I without all the detail, and I would love to one day interview his high school coach because I'd love to hear more about who Mahomes is as a kid. Mahomes, as like a sophomore in high school, he's a safety. And he's like the best player on their team, like best athlete on their team. But this is a Texas high school where they've got a system in place and they've got quarterbacks that they've been building since they're 10 years old, you know, and Mahomes is not really expected to be the starting quarterback, but his junior year, he is battling for the starting quarterback job. And the kid who was the other quarterback who was expected to be the starter told this story about how they, they started Mahomes in a game with the expectation that they would start the other kid at the beginning of the second half, Mahomes is having a game. And the coach comes to the other kid and he says, look, we're, we're going to just stay with Patrick for a little while. And Patrick goes into the game in the second half and starts making all these Mahomes kind of plays that we all now get to see. And the kid who was the backup goes, I just remember thinking to myself, I don't have that in my bag. I do not have what this kid has. And he knew that he was special and that he was different. And, uh, and, but again, to not be highly recruited out of high school, to have somebody find you and believe in you and move up in the draft to get you when you've already got a starting quarterback, and to see this five-year crazy-ass run that Mahomes has been on is a great story. Yeah, really and I think is. what's cool about him is that this year specifically, you know, he lost Tyreek Hill, and the conversation was like, are they going to be able to keep doing what they're doing without Tyreek Hill? Because so many people were giving Tyreek Hill the credit a lot of credit for their chief success. They were better offensively this year without him. Yeah. They were better offensively yeah. this year without him. And yeah. what he did, I mean, what him and Travis Kelsey have done, that's a story that I don't think get talked about enough. You know, they're, they're Gronk Brady levels of, of, of dynamic. Well, what they've done in the playoffs together. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're now one touchdown behind Bronk and Gr- Gronk and Brady, and I think they just overtook Joe Montana and uh, Jerry Rice. And it's pretty amazing. And some of the throws that Hertz was making yesterday were so impressive, like especially the ones yeah. to Dallas Goddard. They were oh so God. threading the needle. But then yeah. you look at the Chiefs, and Travis Kelsey's wide open, and Kadarius Tony's wide open, and Skylar Moore's wide open in all the touchdowns. So I don't know. You know, Mahomes is fantastic, but it's the whole offense is just yeah. on it's such a level. How wide open some of these guys right. are. Hurts has to make these thread-the-needle passes just to get a first right. down. I mean, the catch that and, Goddard makes at the sideline. Right. I mean, how right. that I happened? felt bad for Hurts yeah. because he played such a great – I mean, that's one of the great games. If they outlast them and he gets MVP, that's one of the great MVP stat lines of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he but broke you're right, Jay. I mean, the rushing touchdown record for quarterbacks. No one's ever run for three rushing touchdowns. It's incredible. Pass line. Throws for one. Yeah. The amount of first downs they they accumulate. The yards passing. The the accuracy on the on the attempts. I mean, it's unbelievable. That is, one freaking turnover. Right. And, and as great as as great as Hertz yeah. was, that unforced error that turned into a defensive touchdown. Uh, that that ultimately turns out to be mm. the difference in the game. I'll tell you this. I, was, I know I was, I was talking about it, but that dude should have had two. Return sixes because that was right. a catch in yeah. life. In in yeah. life, that is a catch. But the yeah, NFL's rule in the NFL's rule, it's not a catch. But in yeah, life, that catch, dude yeah. had control of that ball. That he caught that ball. <laughs> I thought so, but nobody knows what a catch is anymore. Right. Well, really. uh, by the by the definition of the NFL's catch rule, no, it was not a catch. But the, by the mm, definition yeah. of of like life, that was a catch. Yeah. Hey, um, I was I was on my way home last night. And I was watching and listening to the post game. And Terry Bradshaw goes down onto the podium. And Terry Bradshaw, you know, look, he got he led a dynasty. You know, he's got four Super Bowl rings. He's got relationships with all of these guys. At one point, he's going to call Andy Reid over to the podium or to the microphone to to interview Andy Reid. And I don't know if anybody caught this or not, but um, Terry just is Terry. (laughs) You know, think about where he's at, who he's talking to, the circumstances. Do you have where Terry Bradshaw called Andy Reid? Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Come Good. on and waddle over here, Walrus. That's, awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. That's hilarious. I'll tell you something else that was funny. Um, I saw last night on social media. So I didn't know this. I, I mean, I guess maybe I did a little bit during the season, but forgot about it. So former charger first round draft choice melvin gordon Mm -hmm. we kind of snickered during the regular season he had so many fumbles for the denver broncos they finally were just like get rid of him just Mm -hmm. cut him you know just get rid of melvin gordon melvin gordon put out a post last night on instagram and i off the top of my head it was like heisman finalist first round draft choice um, whatever else he said about himself, you know, like he was listing his resume for, for guys like me who are doubters, you know, and then lastly, Super Bowl champion, did Melvin Gordon dress for the chiefs last night? So I don't find him on the stat sheet anywhere. So you were gone, uh, last week when we talked yeah. about the opening night and Melvin Gordon did an interview and he's like, I mean, I'm here, but I'm I'm not playing, you know. I'm not dressing. I, it's just weird to to be here, you know. I, I was in Denver. I never thought I would be with Kansas City. So he addressed the fact that, like, you know, I'm I'm here, but I'm not doing anything. I'm on the practice squad. And so right. last night, Scott, to answer your question, no, he was there. There was there was a quick 
glimpse of the bench and he was in the tracksuit or whatever mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so he did not play but he responded i don't i didn't see the instagram post that you're talking about i saw this one where he's replying to a bolt beat tweet mm-hmm. bolt beat tweeted melvin gordon really was the kid in the group project who slapped his name on the final assignment but he got a super bowl ring out of it and gordon replied of him smoking a cigar hold, holding the lombardi trophy yeah i'm telling you there was an instagram post where melvin gordon literally like listed off his resume. I'm not joking. Heisman finalist, first round draft choice. He may have said like, you know, multiple pro bowls, um, et cetera, et cetera. And now super bowl champion. And I, listen, like Robert Woods, who was with me yesterday, Robert Woods had a really nice career for the Rams and he's got a super bowl ring from last year's super bowl, but he knows he didn't play in that because he was hurt, mm-hmm. but he contributed to the team during the season. Did you? Is this the Melvin Gordon post? Heisman finalist, first round pick, Pro Bowler times two, Super Bowl champ. Swear I could give a damn what anyone say. We up, baby, That's and I'm yeah. tied it. On, and I'm tied in. Check the chain. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Melvin Gordon. Guess what, man? Shout you out, will baby. have a when, when your career is over, dude. You will have a ton to be proud of, including all the accomplishments you just listed and a Super Bowl ring. And um, who cares a, if you played or you didn't play? You got yeah. one, and I don't. It's been in the league a yeah. long time. Yeah, he has made some money for a guy who's got a terrible case of fumbleitis. He keeps on getting jobs, so good for him. All well, right, Grande, are by we the San Diego Chargers? That's he how long he's drafted. been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, are we ready for the highlight of the day, man? Can we yes, get to it? We are. All right. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day brought to you by Story Holistics. Go to kaplanandgroup.com. You're going to see our promo code for the month of February, which is Flowers23. Spend $75 at Tori and California Holistics. Put that promo code in at checkout, Flowers23. Get 20% off your purchase at Tori California Holistics. All right, Scott. Yep. Highlight of the day. You text me this because you like yeah. these. Okay, yeah. I guess let me let me yeah. set this up then. Yeah, and then you I'll ready? do – it's a two-part highlight of the day, so you go first. Okay. So first of all, let me say this, um, highlight of the day presented by Tori Holistics, use our promo code flowers 23. You'll save 20%. If you use cannabis for pain management, for sleep management or for recreation, do your thing, man. But if you're going to buy cannabis products in San Diego County, I encourage you to buy them from Tori Holistics in Sorrento Valley, California Holistics in Chula Vista. There are a lot of places to buy and there are a lot of people advertising on the radio, but the people who partnered with us and have been great partners for all these years. That's Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Mm-hmm. So I love these videos of fans watching their team and seeing their team lose <laughs> and then doing major damage to their equipment, right? So I somebody was in my timeline of this Philly fan who watches Kansas City kick this game-winning field goal, and my man loses his mind. Bro, it's a 20-yard field goal. You didn't think he was going to make it? Look at my man right here smashing this TV. He got all these people in the house and he's taking off his jacket and everybody's like, yo man, calm down. Cause it looks like the one guy was like, yo man, that's my TV. What you doing? And this guy's freaking out. Go. And he pulls the TV off the, off the wall. And now he's smashing the TV <laughs> and the bros in the room are like, bro, bro, calm yeah. down, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, this, this, this has become a thing. I think t- TVs are so, so cheap now. That there's not a lot of consequences, but uh, uh, Cowboy fans, lots of those videos when they lost. 
to the San Francisco 49ers. Lots of those. Well, nice, thing, nice thing about being an Eagle fan. After you do that, then you just go join everybody else. You go loot a new TV yeah. <laughs> in, in the riot. You go downtown yeah. Philly. They're all rioting, flipping cars over. Can we talk about Philly for one quick second? This season alone, this year alone, I'll start with the, the least one. They lost the MLS Cup, the, mm-hmm. the championship. They lost the World Series, and now they lost the Super Bowl. Let's go, Sixers. You can do it. You can make yeah. it to the finals, and you can lose too, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the second part, uh, the Houston Rockets are in Philadelphia to take on the Sixers tonight. And last night, although that the Eagles lost, didn't stop the fans from rushing the streets, Rockets rookie Jabari Smith Jr., Put this out on Instagram, telling people, go home, man. Hey, man, can y'all just go to sleep, man? Y'all folks lost. And y'all out being drums, keep me up, man. I'm trying to sleep, man. I got in beat tomorrow. And y'all up being drums. My home's done. <laughs> Please just go to sleep, man. Y'all, I know y'all mad. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You win some, you lose some. So Jabari Dude, Smith yesterday tried to get some sleep. That's funny. And he's like, man, I got Embiid tomorrow, man. Go yeah. to sleep. <laughs> and for those listening on radio and podcast, he's got video from his hotel room looking down on the street as all these Philly fans are still going. They're going crazy. They're still they're still losing their mind in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Those Sixer fans are going to be nasty to him tonight. If uh, they even show up. Time, there's enough time. They're going to be nasty. Whoever yeah. shows up tonight is just going to be in a nasty mood. So are you guys now be in a bad mood? Are you guys now? We'll we'll still talk Super Bowl, I guess, tomorrow. But are you guys now like, all right, it's basketball season? Or because mm-hmm. it's what the Padres have done, are you like, all right, pitchers and catchers report this week is baseball time? All right, here we go, Jay. We're into the final minute of this segment. What do you say? Yeah, I, you know, I kind of really shift gears into some college basketball for the last chunk of the season going into the March Madness is where I kind of really – and then basketball a little bit more. But, yeah, I'm more of a baseball guy. One spring training has already kind of started, and you're starting to see them out there, and you hear it in the crack of the bat. So until that's there, that's where I'm at. Dude, um, how about LeBron yesterday at the Super Bowl? They show LeBron up on the big screen. <laughs> And LeBron is like, shit, you know, hey, everybody, I just broke yeah. the record and haven't played since. But let me put on my crown. Like, dude, you're, he makes it really hard to root for him. He yep. makes it hard to love him. I don't understand. Bro, you're a superstar. You're a billionaire. You're putting on the crown at the Super God, he, certain times he's so annoying. Can I tell you guys my when we. When, well, football's a bigger sport. It's bigger. It's it's just bigger. It's better to the fan base. The fan base cares about it more. And and Patrick Mahomes is probably on the bigger scale, r- launching right up into that atmosphere, as you said. All right, hold on one second, everybody. We got a lot more to get to. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody, wrapping up today. Uh, J Law, we really appreciate you uh, being available to us today. I mean, Browner. I don't it. know what the deal is. I mean, Alex, when you said so earlier funny, that though. you don't believe his story about his computer and his microphone and his checked baggage. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think to doubt him, but <laughs> I doubt everything. Told, <laughs> truth be told, now that once you said it, I was like, "What? Who does that?" Yeah, who yeah. give? Like, like honestly, I have a computer sitting right in front of me. <laughs> the funniest thing, hold on. Funniest thing, Alex says I was saying when he goes, "Yeah, he's got all that. How many? Four cell phones or something?" Yeah. And then you go, and "There's something nefarious going on." Yeah. <laughs> like I, I have my computer sitting right in front of me. Uh, These computers are super expensive. 
You know, like if you said to me, if my computer today dies and I got to go buy a new one, I'm running to Costco and I'm like, damn it, I freaking $3,000 for a new computer, right? Yeah. Like I would never, I would rather carry my computer in my hand onto the plane yeah. than put it into a checked travel bag and have somebody throw it, have luggage sit on top of it. I'll bet you this. I'll bet you when they do ultimately find his bag, if 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 this is all true, if everything Browner says is true, computer doesn't work anymore. Probably the <laughs> screen gets smashed. It was a great setup, though. I, as, a, as someone that has lied his way out of work multiple times, uh, it, it was a great setup to do the text right before the game. It was a great setup to wait till 11 at night, knowing that we'd probably both be asleep already. It was great. And then here's the thing. Okay, you don't have your laptop, you don't have a microphone, but you got to. Grande's putting the timeline together yeah. like a prosecutor. But you got <laughs> you, you got a cell phone, and one hundred percent he has AirPods. He statements. knows that we've had guests on cell phones with AirPods. He knows that he could have done the show regardless, but there was no effort to even try to make the show because he lost his MacBook. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, he was in Seattle. He could have did an homage to John Clayton and just did one of those where yeah, he's, he's like just the side like of his head put, with the earphones. Right. Cameras on his forehead only, you know? Like, exactly. Right. So anyways, one thing we didn't talk about, though, my favorite mm -hmm. part about Super Bowl Sunday, Eagles fans booing the shit out of Dak Prescott while accepting Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. That's Fucking hilarious, hilarious dude. Hilarious. Like, hilarious. I saw people like, oh, you, how are you going to boo that? Dude, they don't, it's Philly scumbags don't give off fuck about oh. what you're winning dude they don't like that prescott mm -hmm. they don't like lebron james because he's a cowboy fan too that was hilarious i was laughing so much he's there to accept he's there to accept the walter payton man of the year and he's getting booed out of <laughs> dude. the fucking stadium dude i know we just <laughs> talked about it at the end of the at the end of the show uh, fucking lebron dude like really bro you're you're like almost 40 years old you are a billionaire. You just broke one of the longest standing records in the NBA. Hey, everybody, I'm up here uh, at the Super Bowl. Say, I'm waving to everybody. And the gesture of I'm putting on the crown, that is so cheesy. Yeah. Especially yeah. after you broke the record of a guy that never went after that. You know, that was the one thing is, is like, you know, you don't have to go after that. Yeah, be yourself, whatever, be yourself. But to an extent of you don't have to go after like Jabbar never he never and you know he he you know he win a, he'd throw a sky hook to win it at the buzzer and and Magic would jump around like he was the guy that made it. Kareem was like okay cool yeah cool also as a Laker cool. fan I mean the only thing I care about is Lakers we got, got this like new look team we were ready to like make a push for the playoffs and now like his ankle hurts now now he can't play like why. Right. I can't right. fucking like, I like, got a crazy severe ankle injury all right. of a sudden. Right. You forced them. All we heard about was you got to make a trade for me. You got to get rid of this guy for me. I can still do it. Now they make all these trades and now he can't play. Yeah. You know, and now it's like serious that like he's been playing through it all. And, and now like we're throwing the Lakers organization to the bus. Cause they've been making him play over 40 minutes a game with a busted ankle. And they knew about it. And it's like, what's going on right now? What's yeah, going on? Really? Hey, maybe they're better. Maybe they'll be better off for it in a little bit. Who knows? I well, mean, AD's better without games. LeBron. AD play, yeah, AD plays so. MVP level basketball without LeBron. I don't know if the Lakers are better without LeBron. I know well, AD's better without LeBron. A version of the Lakers may be better without LeBron in the long run. When you look at what kind of version do you want? Because I felt like you know Russ was better when LeBron was not on the floor as much as Russ was you know all over the place. Russ or Russ played hard. I don't care what you said. I mean, his it may have been a bad fit, but. <laughs> You know, least. I just think I just think it, 
depends on you know what kind of versions you're bringing in. I mean, how, uh, we we'll see. We'll, I mean, yeah. you. Well, you tonight know. I'm looking forward to tonight. I didn't get a chance to watch Saturday, so I'm looking forward yeah. to watching that. But I got it. So Steph didn't play Saturday. Did did Clay Thompson play Saturday? He did. Clay played. Wiggins Jordan played. Pool played. played Gray. Yeah. Draymond played. Yeah, I saw you know, they, they went after the Lakers that night. There was, I mean, there was no laying down. Um, yeah. Portland. Lakers tonight. played. Well, I watched. I watched it before the shows. Most of it in the, up until showtime, and then got the last bit. Uh, All right, well, let, let's do this. We got to go. We got to hustle up. Dog. Uh, Jay, you got to be on standby for tomorrow, man, because I got a bad feeling about Browner, man. I really do. All right. Hey, listen, um, to everybody who's watching on YouTube, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for being involved in our live chat today. As I always encourage you, share the podcast on on, uh, YouTube with all your friends. Click that share button and send it out via text, via email, via Twitter, whatever. And we will see you guys all back here tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.